Well, I was tears old when John Lennon died. Well, I was 23 when George said goodbye. Welcome back to Building the Bakken. I'm your host, Jason Spies. In our next segment, The Business of the Bakken, we talk with the president of Coach's Choice, Wayne Sanders. This Business of the Bakken feature is sponsored by BakkenLocator.com. With over 5,000 businesses listed, BakkenLocator.com is the premier business directory in the Bakken. A few of the most recent listings at BakkenLocator.com, Vertical Solutions Incorporated, Wildfire Hyperheaters, The Sleep-In and Suites in Minot, North Dakota, and Mercer Engineering. Those are just a couple listings that you can find at BakkenLocator.com. Once again, BakkenLocator.com with over 5,000 business listings. BakkenLocator.com is the premier business directory of the Bakken. Now, back to our Business of the Bakken feature with our interview, Wayne Sanders, the president of Coach's Choice. And I was born on the first day of my life And I was two years old when John Lennon died Wayne Sanders, Coach's Choice Corporate and Athletic Apparel. The corporate headquarters are in Fargo. We have uh, sales offices in Bismarck Dickinson and now Detroit Lakes, Minnesota and Alexandria, Minnesota. This has been quite a success story for, uh, for a Fargo, North Dakota company, let alone a North Dakota company. Um, just kind of walk the audience through Coach's Choice's past 15 years of your life. Well, it started out like a lot of uh, businesses in our industry do a small screen print embroidery shop, and uh, it remained that way for some time. And uh, eight years ago, uh, we decided to take it to another level, and uh, we like to think of ourselves more of a marketing firm than actually selling apparel or promotional gifts and products. Every business has a business image that they want to portray. Every business spends a lot of money on that business image, and 30% of your brand and image comes from your corporate apparel. So we think it's important that you place the emphasis on that, and we help our customers do that. A lot of times apparel is kind of an afterthought. They get it, they they order it, they get it, they put it on, they don't like it. It's because they haven't put a lot of thought into it. We like we train our salespeople to be experts in the business, to understand that their role is to help enhance their client's business through the use, in this case, of corporate apparel and promotional products. And where are you from? I'm originally from Dickinson. Uh, I spent 25 years plus managing television stations in western North Dakota in Bismarck, Dickinson, Minot, and Williston, and then moved to Fargo in 1980, 1995 when our company bought Channel 11, or which now KVLY in Fargo. Uh, you covered the last uh, boom-bust cycle boom, uh, in western North Dakota. Just uh, uh, a flashback, if you would like. Yeah, that, that's an interesting question because I, I moved out there in 1979 from Bismarck to build a TV station, and that was the beginning of the boom, or right at the very beginning of the boom. And uh, I moved back to Bismarck in 1982, and I always uh, say that I could look in my rearview mirror driving to Bismarck and seeing Dickinson exploding, and it went bust. For a lot of reasons at the time, I, I think that uh, the, the price of barrel of oil per barrel went down below $60 a barrel, and of course at that time, and I think it's true today, they say anything below $60 a barrel is probably the most inexpensive place to store it is right where it's at is in the ground. 
So I think that had a lot to do with it. There are those that would say the oil excise tax that was passed back then, I believe it was 6.5%, combined with the low uh, per barrel price, caused the, the oil to go bust, the, the, the city, the boom to go bust in Dickinson. And, and uh, being from Dickinson originally, that was really hard to see. There were a lot of businesses that went uh, that, that didn't do well. They, You might remember the interest rates at the time were 15, 16, and 17%. <clears throat> so they borrowed a lot of money very high interest rates and then when the business went away the oil business went away the revenues weren't there to support it and so it was a, it was a sad day <laughs> i remember that they had to raise taxes in order to pay for what had already been spent yeah there were so many buildings and so many businesses out there that that were just left just they, the people walked away from them. both personal real homes real estate mortgage people walked away from businesses Oil companies at the time built nice buildings and just abandoned them because it just it, it was over. And and that's you know when you see what's going on today, there were so many lessons learned by uh, those that went through that in the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, they're much smarter today about it, and I think they've handled it. I think they handled it very well. How about today? You, you make it back to Dickinson often? I actually do. We have an office there, and that and that's only been about a year. Prior to that, I spent the last six or seven years traveling out there a couple of times a month. And uh, you were the sales rep. I was the owner of the company and the sales rep for Dickinson. Uh, there you go. Because I knew a lot of people out there in the oil business. And so uh, the the hard part has been to watch the change. A native of Dickinson to watch the small, quaint little town that you grew up in become this much bigger town with a lot of, it's a different culture out there today. All the little shortcuts and streets that you used to remember that you could go on are now, they're not there anymore. It's just different. The culture is different. Uh, it's not a sleepy, quiet little community anymore. No, it's really not. There's activity going 24-7. When I lived out there, I, I lived in my RV in 2002. Okay. And a lot of times, I just left the door open because, it, I mean, it is gorgeous at night. It's yeah. a very nice sleep. But the trucks are going all night long, yeah. and so yeah. you can hear it. And um, that was the one thing that uh, I wasn't expecting. You know? You know, if, if you went outside the city, it was very peaceful. Yes. But once you got in the city, there was a lot of activity, much like a major metropolitan, not with people, but just with the activity of the traffic. And it's nice to see that Dickinson was very quick to widen Highway 22, for Absolutely. example. That, like, almost changed the city. Overnight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally. Uh, Coach's Choice, you mentioned, uh, just opened in Dickinson about a year ago. I'm familiar with the Fargo one. I heard somebody from Bismarck. How many offices do you have? Uh, besides our corporate office, Jason, we we opened an office in Bismarck uh, three years ago, uh, and I covered Dickinson up until a year ago and found the right person to handle our Dickinson office. So we have offices in Dickinson, Bismarck, and obviously Fargo, but we just opened offices in Detroit Lakes and Alexandria, Minnesota as well. And how are the Minnesota ones doing? Of course, Detroit Lakes, Lake Shirts is the... Everybody talks about them, but you guys do more than that. So how, 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 how is it getting into new markets that are not the market? Uh, well, uh, we do what comes naturally to us, Jason. Uh, Lake Church, as an example, is a different business model than we are. Uh, they are in, gotten heavily into collegiate licensing, 
and yes, they have. And so uh, they've done a very good job with resorts, collegiate licensing, uh, and we do a little of that, but very little yeah. of it. We focus more on the corporate side of things, the ag business, the manufacturing business, uh, and that sort of thing, the financial business. So I'm not sure that there is a, a real competitive edge between Coach's Choice and, say, Lake Shirts. Yeah, for that, that, that could be any. Uh, they, they're, they're, they're massive. They're absolutely massive. We pale into comparison size-wise, but that's okay. Uh, we, uh, we're a little more nimble in our business model, uh, and, uh, and, and we kind of like it that way. When you started out doing a lot of the embroidery work, yep. and then you transitioned your business model a little bit, kept the name, was there any educational process that had to be done there? Because I just compared you to Lake Shirts, and right. that was not a fair comparison because that's only a small portion of your business. In, in a world today where we're such a soundbite, instant type of right. society, is it a challenge for you to either educate or re-educate your, your prospects? Well, it's the, the re-education or the education process starts internally with our employees, particularly our salespeople, because uh, as I said at the beginning, we're not running around selling shirts and hats and cups and pens and jackets. Ultimately, those are our tools, but we're a marketing firm. We, we train our salespeople uh, to go to businesses and talk about the, their goals and what they're trying to accomplish, because our, our job, if we do it right, is to help them accomplish their goals. So. First of all, we educate our own people, and then secondly, when we approach our clients with that kind of with that kind of attitude, they're very receptive. I mean, which business wouldn't want to have somebody talk about the success of their business and what tools that we bring to the table to help them? That's been that's worked very well for us because one, we truly are their partner, and two, it's it's helped them understand the value of promotional products and, and corporate apparel. Back to the 30% of your brand and image comes from your corporate apparel. Our clients know we have their best interests at heart. We don't walk in with, we have 50% off in cups today, buy one pen, get one free. That's not the objective. We're a marketing firm, but our tools are corporate apparel and promotional products. So again, the education process started internally, the re-education process, because I think we do it differently than most in our industry, started with our clients and now after the eight years that I've been on uh, with Coach's Choice, I, I'm, I'm happy to tell you that, that that's worked fairly successfully for us. Are you getting some good business out in the bottom? Uh, we are. Uh, I've been very fortunate because I'm from the western part of the state. Um, I have very strong relationships, but we've had to prove ourselves in that way as well. Um, they're looking for quality. They're looking for service, not unlike any of our other customers. And I think the people in the Bakken, the oil companies in the Bakken, have experienced this onslaught of people wanting to do business with them. Uh, in our industry, for example, there are people that have come out of Canada, out of Montana, out of South Dakota, all rushing to be their apparel partner. And like with any business, they have all this coming at them. You're going to do business with people that you know, that you like, and you trust. And all three of those factors have to be in place. And I think that we've done a very good job positioning ourselves to be their provider of choice. We'll be here, we are here today. And more importantly, we're gonna be here tomorrow to take care of their needs. We've developed a relationship with them. They've come to trust us. And we, we, we be sure to always under promise 
and over deliver and they become used to that so yes we're very fortunate uh, we're doing uh, we're doing a nice business in the Bakken with these energy companies. You brought up an interesting uh, little nugget there which was uh, you had some very good relationships in the western part of the state yes. especially if you were in the media in the past. Yes. Uh, you had which is always tough. And that was the president of Coach's Choice Wayne Sanders. For the full-length interview, visit our website at buildingthebakken.com. I'd like to remind you that this feature, The Business of the Bakken, was sponsored by BakkenLocator.com. With over 5,000 business listings, BakkenLocator.com is the premier business directory of the Bakken. Well, I was born near a harvest moon And I wasn't too late and I wasn't too soon and I was born on the first day of my life And I was two years old when John Lennon died Since 1979, MBI Energy Services has committed to responsibly growing with today's oil and gas industry by providing proven experience, strategic locations, and integrated services. MBI Energy Services is well established, and its innovation in safety and excellent customer service is what truly makes MBI Energy Services the oil field service professionals. MBI Energy Services, the cutting edge in oil field safety solutions. Learn more at MBI energyservices.com.